I learned how to strength train properly. I, I learned what the meaning of lifting heavy weights is. And I had absolutely no belief in the fact that I could pull a hundred kilo deadlift at the start. Like when Craig first said that to me, I was like, really? I didn't think so. I'm five foot two. <laughs> and uh, I think I came into the program with a very lame deadlift of about 50 kilos. <laughs> um, so I learned how to strength train and that was the most important thing for me not having a huge amount of weight to lose. That was the most important thing for me to learn to make the difference to my body. Now that's definitely not the case for everybody in our program, but but that was certainly for me. And I think I went down in about 5% body fat in the first 16 weeks that I did, which was at the beginning of last year. Um, and all my annoying, like not sleeping, feeling completely exhausted the whole time, just went. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I am joined by one of our awesome coaches, Charlotte Todd. She's a palm. You have a very English accent, actually. I was speaking that before, obviously, because you are from the UK. She's 40. Did you say 43 or 42? Yeah. Yeah, 43. 43. And she's got two two kids uh, married and she was a runner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shame, shame. No, I'm just kidding. Um, like <laughs> Kathleen. Uh, but no, yeah, she was came into our program. And I mean, you were coaching women already prior to joining as a coach yeah. in our program. But you were, I remember when you, I actually signed you up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah remember? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you wanting to like, so maybe we can start there. Talk a bit about your journey, like, you know, prior to joining the program and why you joined and talk about that first. Sure. Um, so... I think I'd guess have to write, wind back a bit. So at school, I wasn't very sporty. Well, I did sport, but I wasn't very good at it. Um, and then left school and kind of worked for a bit. Wasn't sure whether I wanted to go to university. And I thought, well, maybe I'll go and join the army. So I went to the, to the careers office and, and said, look, I've got this place at university, but I don't really want to go. Um, because I'd had enough of education. I'd just been super lazy all the way through school. And uh, and he said, well, I tell you what, you should go um, do your degree. And when you're there, join the reserves. Uh, and that will help you decide whether you want to go. Because then you can go in, you can be an officer, you'll get paid more, blah, blah, blah. So I thought, okay, that sounds fair enough. So I did that and joined the reserves. And uh, I did that for three years at university. And... I guess that was the kind of the first time that I realized that I could actually do stuff quite well physically. <laughs> like I could do the assault course, so I could do all the running. I was like, okay, that's cool. So needless to say, I didn't join the army. That would have not been a good fit for me. Um, and so then I started working in London, like through my twenties as a journalist and I was working on a weekly magazine. So it's a bit like being a hamster on a wheel constantly churning out a magazine every week um but it was really cool and I really enjoyed it but I was so bored of well it was really fun partying for like the first five years and I was like there's there's got to be more to life 
and just going out every night in London. And uh, so one of my friends was really into cycling and she's a really amazing um, track cyclist and time trialist. She's got masters, world medals and everything. She's incredible. And uh, so we would meet up in the evenings on our bikes and, and I would basically tag along with her training. Like go and ride around Richmond Park, kind of desperately hanging onto her back wheel. And um, and then I was like, okay, what should I do now? So I then signed up to do something called the Attack de Tour, which is a stage of the Tour de France for um, amateur cyclists. And you just cycle one stage and it's normally the biggest stage. Um, so I did that, but it was absolutely horrific. I completely winged the training, didn't do enough. It took me all day. It was the most horrific experience of my life. Um, and so I, by that stage, I'd done quite a lot of cycling for, I don't know, four years. But it was getting a bit boring. And uh, so I just switched to running. And it kind of aligned with um, a few things that were going on. Like I just got married. Um, and my husband was serving in the army. He was in the combat unit. And him and a lot of our friends were away a lot on operations um and so I was like well you know they'd be away for a long long time and I was thinking well what am I going to do with myself in London I'm working and so I thought well I'll start running <laughs> and um it sounds a bit crazy when you say it out loud so I signed up as a team event to do a hundred kilometer ultra marathon as you do never having run a marathon or anything like that and uh, so I signed up for that and did it, like really not knowing at all if it was possible. Um, but I was quite motivated by the the charity cause that it was supporting. Four of us, um, army wives, did it together. So, you know, we had kind of that in common. So we did that. And I think it took about 16 hours. And the next day, oh, my God, <laughs> I literally couldn't even turn over in bed. It was horrific. Um, but it was like the most rewarding thing I'd ever done ever. Like it was really cool to be able to get your body a hundred kilometers from A to B. Um, I appreciate that's not everyone's cup of tea, but, um, <laughs> so, so then I thought, well, okay, let's, let's try to do another one. And in throughout all this time, um, my husband and I, whenever he was back, we'd always go off climbing. So we some amazing climbing trips to Europe, to to America. We climbed all over the Rockies and and in the Alps and everywhere, and, and in Nepal as well in the Himalaya. Um, and uh, and when we were out in the Alps, we there's a one big kind of showcase race in the ultra marathon running world, and it's the Ultra Tour de Mont Blanc. It's like the most famous one. It's super super commercial, but you have to qualify to get in there. And I just had my first child so it was you know it was back in 2012 I think and uh, I was like th we went on a holiday to Chamonix and I saw all these runners lining up ready to go and everyone just looked so fit so healthy I was like right that's gonna be my next thing I'm going to do it I'm gonna qualify for one of these races and run it uh, so I did uh, then got quite pregnant quite quickly <laughs> so that threw a bit of a spanner in that works so then we had George, the second one, um, and then it's kind of kicked off again. So from 2014, I then worked on qualifying for one of those races. 
So George was born in 2014, 2015, just a year later, I ran a 100 kilometer qualifying race. Then did the did the races and and that was all well, great. Did it? Tick the box. You feel like a professional athlete when you cross the line. Then we moved out across the world um, to live in Borneo, and I started racing there. And then just this accumulation over like six years was just really starting to kill my body. And I didn't really realize what it was I do now, but it was just the combination of all the training. It was the combination of uh, like immersing myself in the culture where to go faster, you have to be smaller and lighter. So I never ate enough. And when I did, I ate total crap. You know, I just smashed the chocolate and the pizza. I did not eat anywhere near enough protein, of course. Um, all carbs, really. And uh, so I just felt dreadful. And it got progressively, progressively worse to the point where I just wasn't sleeping very well. Like, my stress levels were generally quite high. And and it was like, I've got to change something. And I was thinking, I'm, you know, I'm a personal trainer. Why, why is this? Why do I feel so awful? And... You know, I'd go through the stage of being a personal trainer and teaching loads of hit classes and boot camps. And then I'd go and do my ultra running training as well. So I was like teaching two or three hours of classes. Then I'd go and run for three hours. And then I'd pick up the kids. And then I'd be wondering why I was knackered and not sleeping. So it was just a kind of constant spiral. And uh, and then when we were living in Borneo, I kind of found you somehow on Instagram. I'm not sure how really. Um and thought, well, that this is it. We were locked down for a long time. And when the gym was opened again, I was like, right, I'm going to do this. I need to work on my strength training because the only strength training I'd done before was for running. And it was very, very lightweight, very uh, inconsistent and didn't really do much. And I just wanted my body to look different because even though I was kind of skinny, I was still about 28% body fat. Didn't look how I wanted to look. I was over 40. I was like, I refuse to conform to the getting fat after 40 stereotype, it's not going to happen. Um, and so that's why I joined up as a client um, last year, basically. Yeah, cool. And so what... It's a long way to get that. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. And so what did you learn in when you did it and what results did you see in the program when you did it? Uh, I learned how to strength train properly. I, I learned what the meaning of lifting heavy weights is and... I had absolutely no belief in the fact that I could pull a hundred kilo deadlift at the start. Like when Craig first said that to me, I was like, really? I didn't think so. I'm five foot two. <laughs> uh, I think I came into the program with a very lame deadlift of about 50 kilos. <laughs> um, so I learned how to strength train and that was the most important thing for me, not having a huge amount of weight to lose. That was the most important thing for me to learn to make the difference to my body. Now, that's definitely not the case for everybody in our program, but but that was certainly for me. And I think I went down in about 5% body fat in the first 16 weeks that I did, which was at the beginning of last year. Um, and all my annoying, like not sleeping, feeling completely exhausted the whole time just went, just completely went. And I was still playing those tennis and, and I was still running, admittedly, very slowly, not very much. But I think also too would be the difference is you're actually feeling your body now and getting yeah. the right nutrients and eating enough food and enough protein. Yeah, yeah which makes a huge difference. It, it was like light and day. It was incredible. And 
it's just that not feeling exhausted feeling is just so nice. It's amazing. It really is. And sleeping. How good is sleeping? sleeping having a Oh my God. It's the greatest thing ever. And having energy. I'm feeling really like, oh, I've had a big yeah. heavy deadlift session. I pushed it a bit hard yesterday, like really pushed it. And I'm like, oh God, I'm feeling it today really sore. But I'm eating extra food. Um, so okay, cool. Um, so then why did you feel drawn to becoming a coach? For us, for um, well, I guess I'd worked with some really amazing coaches in my running. Um, and what I learned there was that, you know, it's it's not just about the physical thing that you're doing and training for, it's about how you approach it mentally. Um, and and being coached by by them was like the most valuable thing, not just for the for the running, but it was for everything. Like just for me as a person, you really learn who you are. You you know, coaches often just have to hold up the mirror. And when you're running at a hundred K Ultra, like you have to have some stuff to pull back on because it's a really long time to be on your feet. And it's you know, it's basically problem solving and getting through the the, the times when, you know, let's say 40 to 70K, you've already run 40 kilometers and you've still got 60 to go. Mm. So, you know, you learn all these different tactics um, and you also learn to train. And and I saw the benefit that it had to me and, you know, just in everything that I did and the way that I could approach stuff. Um, I know resilience is a really overused word, but it but it does give you that and it gives you the ability to kind of back yourself and so for me to be able to help somebody else get that is is brilliant i just love doing it i think it's the it's the most amazing thing when when women come into the program and they just are in one place here when they start and at the end they're just almost a completely different person sometimes like when the penny drops and it all starts to slot into place it's amazing mm. and can you talk about some of the types of women that you work with and you know, like, what are some of the issues that you help them improve? You know, is it weight loss, body composition, all the things you talked about? Yeah, I think we've got everybody on the spectrum from really tiny women who are trying to build some muscle and get strong to women who have got a lot of weight to lose. And then lots of women in the middle who, you know, I guess are perhaps in that kind of, let's say, 65 to 80 kilo range. They don't have tons and tons of body fat to lose but it's enough that it's a, a big issue for them in their life and and that's why they want those body composition changes um so it's everybody and then obviously all the all the other kind of general health problems that people come in with which we really see improvements with particularly in people's cycles um you know making those symptom free that's one of the things that i've noticed particularly since i've been coaching the program mm -hmm. is how just what we do has a massive impact impact on stuff like that. Mm. And what? how do you think this program is different to like just other weight loss programs out there? Uh, because it's slow and sustainable, <clears throat> excuse me, which isn't necessarily like what women want, even though they say it when they come into the program, but everyone buys into the idea of building muscle and losing body fat. Who wouldn't like, who wouldn't want to look better? Um, but where the expectation meets the reality, that's often like a point that they haven't really looked at and really understood about how long it takes. Like it takes a really long time to go from having no muscle 
Mm. So having um, the infant, just something. Yeah, no, and, you are. It does take time. And I always say to women, they join, I'm like, look, you got to give yourself 12 to 18 months. That's what yeah. I say. to see some good change. But I'm like, okay, that may not seem quick, but it's definitely quicker than you keep staying stuck on the yo-yo cycle diet train. Yeah. You'll just go on and off for the next 10 years versus you put in 12 okay. to 18 months. And then you to maintain, it's easy. Yeah, it is. And that, that's the thing, I think. And somebody asked me about that the other day. She's like, well, once, once I hit this goal, then what do I do? And I was like, well, when you're happy with how you look, then you just maintain it. And it's so much easier to do that than... Yeah, it's you know, to train less. Rough. Yeah, yeah you just have to maintain life. Yeah, yeah, less volume. You know, your maintenance is a range, your calories. It's, yeah, it's so true. You've just got to knuckle down and, you know, do the work. But like but I always say... Yeah, and I think just we give everyone like the structure to do it to succeed, mm. and and how they choose to to kind of engage with that and use it is where you know the results come. And it's I think having that structure of all the stuff that we ask them to do each day, which which gives them that you know it's like all the best things about coaching are all there, we all set up on all the platforms that we use with our kind of our processes of how, how we, we get, how we check in with clients and so on. Um, and it's so data driven as well. And, mm -hmm. and you need the data because for clients, it's not always just about the numbers. It is how they feel as well, but you need to have the data in order to get through the conversations about, you know, whether their weight on the scale is what they want to see or not. Yeah, we actually just did a podcast, focus on the data, not the feelings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The data. <laughs> data, the data, yes. I'm not going to start saying yogurt either. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's, actually, that's one of the really cool things, actually, working with women in Australia, America, and some in Europe as well. Like The language, we all speak English. Oh, I so know, but it's all the different accents. is so funny, hey. I know, I know. Deep in your, I'm like, you're, so, you're really English. Like, your accent is very, it's like sort of... <laughs> A bit posh English. It's yeah, true. Like when I, my husband was from the UK and like you go 500 meters, like I feel like it's like just these little pockets and they sound different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much for um, coming on and that will just give women who are considering joining the program a bit more insight into, you know, Charlotte, one of our coaches and we've done, I've done one of these with all of the coaches. So go back and have a listen to it. Um, and if you've been thinking about joining the program, just uh, I'll pop a link below. There's some more information on the coaching program and you can book a free call with uh, one of the team and uh, have a chat. That was great. Thanks so much, Charlotte. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. And I'll, uh, I'll chat to you soon. All right. Thanks, Kitty.